السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا 
محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لكم في رسول الله اسوه حسنه لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الاخر وذكر الله كثيرا صدق الله العظيم we begin by praising allah ta'ala and seeking allah's blessings upon rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam his companions and all of the believers respected brothers and sisters it gives me great pleasure and honor to be standing here today and delivering this khutbah at this amazing facility and this amazing masjid as mentioned in the announcements that i'm joining this weekend the islamic association of murphy but i have a long standing history with this community alhamdulillah i was previously serving as the imam at the islamic association of collin county on the other side of plano and i recall 2006 2007 when i joined the community at the time i had no white hair i was a young man and i'm still relatively young but at that time east plano islamic center was a rental facility on the corner of 14th and shiloh i still remember the days when we used to have the monthly halaqat family nights in that facility and to see the tremendous growth that has occurred in this city in this county is remarkable we pray that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses this community that allah grants growth to this masjid and the great work that is being done i left about 10 years ago when i moved to the baltimore area in maryland and at that time one phase of this masjid was already constructed at the front and the other masajid in the county had not been built and in the short span of 10 years by the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and through his guidance this county and the muslims of this county have grown so much and people usually ask why do you think that the community in this part of the country has grown so much and they've been able to build these mega masajid and establish these mega islamic centers in such a short span of time and one of the things that really stand out about the Dallas Muslim community based on observation reflection and actually living here is the mutual cooperation and ta'awun that takes place between the communities as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wa ta'awanu 'ala al-birri wat-taqwa mutually cooperate and assist one another in matters of good and taqwa and ta'awun is the hallmark of islam ta'awun is what nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam established in the muslims of medina munawwara nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam migrated with a group of companions known as the muhajirun and there was a small community of muslims known as the ansar that resided in the city of medina besides the construction of al-masjid an-nabawi one of the first things that nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did in the city of medina munawwara was establish muakhat 
brotherhood. And that brotherhood was based on ta'awun and mutual assistance. That the growth of one Muslim is a growth for another Muslim. The growth of the Muslim community here is the growth for Muslims all over the world. And this is Allah Azza wa Jal's plan. I remember during that time, I was a very young Imam in this city, and Imam Yusuf, may Allah have mercy on Imam Yusuf and bless him and preserve him, he's in Turkey now, was the senior Imam in this town. And the work that the predecessors, the Salaf, did in establishing these masajid, these schools, should not be forgotten. We pray that Allah Azza wa Jal rewards them for all of their efforts. Respected brothers and sisters, I want to share a few reflections today, insha'Allah. Of course, the hot topic of the day, one that cannot be forgotten, one that cannot be ignored, one that cannot be sidelined, is the ongoing crisis in Gaza. It's an ongoing situation. Our hearts are burning. Many of us have shed tears. We've been crying. We've seen videos, we've seen images, we've heard the remarks and the comments of mothers and fathers who are losing their children. Mothers and fathers who are having to bury their children alive. I'm sure you all saw the video of that one man who was advising and admonishing all the people around him. Why are you crying? This is the qada of Allah Azza wa Jal. This is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't cry. These are shuhada. What do you think about the shuhada? What do you think about the martyrs? Never say that those who were killed in the path of Allah are dead. Rather they are alive. But their life is one that we're not aware of. And today I learned that that same brother subhanallah who had buried his own children, his own children became shaheed, that brother has also become shaheed. May Allah Azza wa Jal raise him from the shuhada. Respected brothers and sisters, Quds, Palestine, is an issue of Islam and Muslims. This is a sacred land. The land regarding which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-masjid al-haram ila al-masjid al-aqsa الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا. Blessed and glory be to the one who brought his servant at night time from al-Masjid al-Haram to al-Masjid al-Aqsa, the surroundings of which we have blessed, so we may show him from our signs. There is no place on earth in which all of the Anbiya and the Prophets of Allah Azza wa Jal gathered at one time and offered prayer in congregation except for this land. This is where Imam al-Mursaleen and his status as Imam al-Mursaleen was established, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was the stop before Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was shown the heavens. Allah azza wa brought him from al-Masjid al-Haram in Mecca to this land. This is the land that Allah azza wa takes an oath by when he says, وَالتِّينِ وَالزَّيْتُونَ The land of figs and olives. And the Mufassireen say that Allah Azza wa Jal is not just taking an oath by the makan, by the place. 
Allah Azza wa Jal is also taking an oath by the Makin, the one who is occupying that space, or the one who came and originated from that space. And here Allah Azza wa Jal is referring to Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. That this land has the characteristics of Sayyiduna Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. His humility, his tranquility, his God consciousness, his ibadah, his worship. I'm sure many brothers and sisters have visited Al-Quds before. And if you step into that compound, you feel the serenity, you feel the peace. This is the area that Allah speaks about in the Quran. The mihrab in the chamber of Zakaria alayhi salatu wasalam. فَخَرَجَ عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ مِنَ الْمِحْرَابِ this is the chamber of Maryam radiallahu anha. Kullama dakhala alayha Zakariya al-mihrab. This was where Imam al-Ghazali rahmatullahi alayhi sat and wrote the Ihya ulum al-Din. And of course, we know about Gaza and the people of Gaza and the Iman of the people of Gaza. Gaza was the place that Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah was born. One of the giants of this ummah. This is that type of land. Respected brothers and sisters, we have so many challenges currently concerning Al-Aqsa, concerning Gaza. Of course, what our brothers and sisters are going through there is tougher than what any of us can imagine. But here, Muslims in the West have a duty and responsibility as well. We have a very, very big opportunity and responsibility. We cherish freedom of speech. We champion it freedom of expression not only do we have the right to speak not only do we have a right to speak the truth but we also have a duty and a responsibility to speak the truth and this is the opportunity that we as western muslims have the opportunity to speak the truth and when we do so we're very clear and unequivocal that we do not condone any violence perpetrated against any civilians. We do not condone any Islamophobia. We do not support anti-Semitism either. We believe that every individual should have the freedom to live with dignity, respect and peace. But at the same time, we have a duty and a responsibility to speak. There are battles taking place on many fronts. Of course, what our brothers and sisters are facing in Gaza is one element and one aspect of it. But around the world, there are many different battles taking place. And the battle that is taking place, that is heating up on our turf, on our grounds, is the PR battle. And of course, on, in the online space as well. People's opinions are shifting tremendously. People's understandings are shifting. If you look at the polls, the polls will show you that the younger generation of Americans are not accessing the same sources of media that the older generations access. Media outlets that shaped a certain narrative with an agenda. Rather, younger generations are accessing different types of media, independent media, which is shaping the narrative and shaping their thoughts. All of this reminds me that there are good people, good conscious people, that are neutral, that have good hearts. And it is a battle of the hearts and the minds. This is where we have to also exert a lot of effort. 
Muslims have to invest in this area. We need to think about this area very seriously. And of course, we need to be united amongst ourselves. But all of this reminds me again of something from the seerah of Rasulullah The seerah of Rasulullah is extremely important in every single time. The seerah is not just a historical account that we should forget. The seerah is what provides us with context for the Quran. The Quranic revelation which is divine, which is universal for all times, cannot be divorced from the seerah of Rasulullah If we want to see what life was like around Rasulullah time, we have to study the seerah. That is why the tabi'een, the successors of the sahaba used to teach their children seerah like they taught them the Quran. The same way that we study the Quran regularly, consciously, continuously, and we're lifelong students of the Quran, we have to be lifelong students of the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And there are two specific incidents in the seerah that I want to reflect upon with two different messages for all of us. The first one is seventh year after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's prophethood. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam continued with the public da'wah and faced persecution. Some of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum were granted permission to migrate to Abyssinia. And they were given refuge by Najashi. However, the Muslims that remained in Makkah Mukarramah faced a very difficult situation similar to what is happening in Gaza. They were being besieged. There was a boycott. The boycott is known as the Muqata'a of Banu Hashim. The Quraysh, they gathered and they decided that in order to pressure the Prophet ﷺ, in order to corner him, in order to silence him, in order to weaken his morale and his spirit, Muslims should be boycotted. Those who have joined them and supported them should also be boycotted. That was known as the boycott of Banu Hashim, Muqata'atu Bani Hashim, which began and started in the seventh year after prophethood and lasted for approximately two or three years. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's two uncles, one of which was Abu Lahab and one Abu Talib. Abu Talib was a supporter of the Muslims and Abu Talib was also forced to take the Muslims with him and the rest of Banu Hashim and he took them to a valley known as Sha'ab Abi Talib. Abu Lahab decided to join the Quraysh. This was a very difficult moment. They penned the decree and they hung the decree on the walls of the Kaaba. The decree said, Bismik Allahumma, in the name of Allah. No business should take place with the Muslims. No marriage should take place with Muslims. No assistance with the Muslims. No negotiations with the Muslims. The only support they received were from some of the caravans that passed by. And some of their relatives gave support. It's mentioned that Hakim bin Hizam, who was the nephew of Khadija radiallahu anha, on one occasion is taking food for his aunt. Abu Jahl sees him and tries to intercept. And during that moment, another man who was not a believer, he was a supporter, he was an advocate. His name was Abu al-Bakhtari. He fought with Abu Jahl and he hit him. This is what happened in the seerah. It's mentioned that the cries of the children could be heard from a distance because of the severe torment and pain 
that the Muslims were experiencing and enduring during that time. Just as you're seeing today in the images, just as you're seeing today in the videos, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas radiallahu anhu says that there was no food. One night I left the house and I stepped on something moist. I didn't know what it was, but we were so hungry I picked it up and I ate it. On one occasion, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas radiallahu anhu says that I left the house and I stepped on something realizing that it is camel skin. I had it ground up and I put it in water and I drank that water. That was the sacrifice that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum underwent during that time. Then, individuals like Mut'im bin Adi, Zuhair bin Umayyah, Abu al-Bakhtari, these individuals thought after a long time, how is it that we are sitting here enjoying our food and drink, living comfortably, while our brethren are suffering, while their children are suffering, while their women are suffering. This is not right. And they got a delegation together and vetoed that decree that was made to boycott the Muslims. At the same time, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to his uncle Abu Talib, I have been informed by Allah azza wa jal that if you go to see the decree that is hung on the Ka'batullah, you will find the entire decree has been deleted except for the name of Allah. Bismik Allahumma is the only thing that will be in that decree. When that decree was brought and they witnessed for themselves what Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had said, it had changed the, the, the entire situation. Even today there are good folks in our communities, good folks around us. And it's important for us to realize this and to advocate with them and to call out for peace and for a ceasefire. It's very important. In fact, in recent days, you might have been reading that even in the city of Bethlehem, which is believed to be the city where Isa was born, they have canceled their Christmas celebrations. How can we be celebrating while our brothers and sisters in Gaza are suffering? It's time for us to call upon our interfaith friends, those who stand with us in our communities, who work with us, who communicate with us, to also advocate for the same thing. If this is what's happening in the city of Bethlehem, then you can surely also join us in solidarity. The second thing that I wanted to mention, and it's going to be the final uh, uh, point that I want to make in today's khutbah, is the opportunity that we have to make da'wah. The opportunity that we have to call people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the time when masajid across the country should be hosting open houses. Open the doors. Invite our neighbors and friends. Show them the beauty of Islam and what Islam has to offer. It's very important. We're seeing a trend on social media where people are absolutely astonished by the Iman and the resilience of the people of Gaza. What they have shown us is Iman. What they have shown us is faith in Allah Azza wa Jal, deep faith. That's what they've shown us. People are wondering where are these people deriving the strength in the Iman from? What is this book? What is this revelation? What is this Iman? What is this faith? People are opening the Quran and they're finding answers to their questions. People are coming out saying that I was raised in a certain religious upbringing or religious group and I always had questions about my faith. And as soon as I open the Quran and I'm reading page after page, I'm seeing answers to my questions. 
And Islam has the answer to absolutely everything. People are taking the shahada. People are becoming Muslim. This reminds me about another occasion in the seerah of Rasulullah And that occasion is the fifth year after Hijrah, which was Ghazwatul Ahzab, the battle of the Confederates, also known as Ghazwatul Khandaq, the battle of the trenches. In that surah, Allah Azza wa Jal says, Indeed in the Messenger of Allah is a great example and a role model for you. And it's interesting because when you read the verses before it and the verses after it, they are about Ghazwatul Khandaq. They are about the battle of the Confederates. And if we go a few verses back, Allah Azza wa Jal is telling us about the circumstances the Muslims were facing. Ya Allahi alaykum. O believers, remember Allah's favor upon you when the Confederates came attacking you or they came after you and we sent wind as a ni'mah from Allah to deter them and we sent an enemy, that, uh, we sent an army that you could not see, the malaika and the angels. Allah says at that moment, during that ghazwa, one group that were acting treacherously that had previously entered a truce and a treaty with the Muslims of Medina, that they will, not, they will not assist any foreign enemy in attacking the Muslims. They behaved treacherously. And the Muslims found out. They became aware of it. They had dug trenches, but they were, they were vulnerable from one angle, from one entrance into Medina Munawwara. Allah describes that. إِذْ جَاءُوكُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِكُمْ وَمِنْ أَسْفَلَ مِنْكُمْ وَإِذْ زَاغَتِ الْأَبْصَارِ وَبَلَغَتِ الْقُلُوبُ الْحَنَاجِرِ وَتَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ الظُّنُونَ When they came upon you from above and below, east and west, and when your eyes were looking wildly, and your hearts had reached your throats, and you were thinking all sorts of things about Allah, at that moment the believers were shook violently, and they were tested severely. This was the condition. If you can, Im can you imagine if death is staring you in your face and you've done everything within your capacity to prevent it and then you hear about this news that you are vulnerable from one side of the city. It's a normal human reaction to act like that, to react like that. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never lost his morale. This is the point that I wanted to make. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was a pillar of strength, a pillar of tawakkul, a pillar of reliance in Allah Azza wa Jal. At that time, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was optimistic. While they're digging the trenches, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is seeing the palaces of Sham. He's seeing the palaces of Persia. He's seeing the palaces of Yemen. What Allah Azza wa Jal had promised him. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam demonstrated resilience in Iman and this is what we're seeing today in the Muslims of Gaza, the brothers and sisters of Gaza. Allah says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ Indeed in the Messenger of Allah is the best, the most pleasant, the most beautiful role model, example for the one who has hope in meeting Allah Azza wa Jal and seeing the last day and remembers Allah Azza wa Jal abundantly. We can't lose hope, we have to keep going. We have to keep building. We have to keep growing and nurturing. We have to keep establishing ourselves. Alhamdulillah, by the grace and mercy of Allah, we're seeing this growth. We're seeing people turn to Islam. 
We're seeing people becoming stronger in their faith. People have been shaken. Even those who are further away from their deen, the people of Gaza have shown them iman. And lots of people are coming back to the deen. Let's remember that Allah works in mysterious ways. We don't know what Allah's ultimate plan is. None of us know that. We don't have the answer to that. But Allah Azza wa Jal works in mysterious ways. And certain situations are very unpleasant. They seem disadvantageous to Muslims. They seem very difficult. But then Allah Azza wa Jal opens a door somewhere else. We saw that in Ta'if as well. In Ta'if, when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam struggled very, very bad. It was one of the most difficult periods in his life. When he's returning from Ta'if and he stops at a garden and Utbah and Shaiba send Addas, who was a Christian, with some water and grapes. Rasulullah sallallahu says, Bismillah rahman rahim Addas says, Bismillah? How comes you're saying Bismillah? He said, where are you from? He says, I'm from Nainua. Oh, Nainua, that's where my brother Yunus bin Matta is from. Yunus bin Matta, you know Yunus bin Matta alayhi salam? Yes. Nabi sallallahu alayhi gives him da'wah and he becomes a Muslim. He takes his shahada. Ta'if, such difficulty. And on that occasion, Allah gives Nabi sallallahu alayhi a win and a victory. The shahada of Addas. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to be vehicles of khair. That Allah azza wa jal utilizes us for his deen, for da'wah. May Allah azza wa jal grant us success. May Allah azza wa jal uh, have peace, uh, send peace to our brothers and sisters in Gaza. May Allah Azza wa Jal remove the dhulm and the oppression that they're going through. May Allah accept their dead from the martyrs and the shuhada. May Allah heal their sick. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Quran al-Azim wa nafa'ana wa iyyakum bil ayati wa dhikri al-Hakim innahu ta'ala jawadun kareemun malikun barun raufun rahim fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in Qala Allahu Azza wa Jal Ba'da a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani rajim Bismillahi rahmani rahim Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabiyya Ayyuhaladzina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin abdika wa rasulik Wa salli ala al-mu'minin wa al-mu'minati wa al-muslimin wa al-muslimat Wa barik ala Muhammadin wa azwajihi wa dhuriyatih اللهم اغفر لجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله 
ൂറ ഹിറബിലീമിദ്ദീൻ ഹുഅഹദ് അക്ബർ അസ്സലാമലൈക്കും വരഹമത്തുല്ലാ 
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi